I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Down the block, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. All righty, let's get into it. Before we do, though, you may have noticed a gentleman has joined me to my left, the great James Graham. He has joined me to talk about the grand final last night, but also you got something big coming up, don't you, Jimmy Graham? Yeah, that's right. Uh, the podcast, The Buy Round, we're doing a, a 10 a ten part uh, special series, uh, mm. the Rugby League Roundtable. Yep. Uh, I'm joined by Shane Richardson from a, a, a game governance perspective, uh, South's coach Jason Dimitriou from a coach perspective, mm. uh, Sharks captain Dale Finucane, and Danny Wildler from Channel 9. So uh, we get 10 topics hit from every single angle. Uh, the first one drops on Wednesday. Uh, we're talking all things media and how the media uh, influence the game, how coaches and clubs can use it to their advantage, mm. who leaks stories. Uh, it's a fascinating conversation. And yeah, we, uh, we flick back to every Tuesday after the, after the Wednesday drop. And it's, uh, yeah, 10 topics, roundtable uh, from every angle. It's, uh, mm. it's a great show. And you've also got the buy round, which is you've interviewed some of the game's biggest names. Yes, uh, thoroughly enjoying that. We've yeah. got a really good one coming out very soon with uh, Todd Carney. What a fascinating oh, journey yeah, he's yeah. been on. Yeah. Like the the change in that person is um, is unbelievable. Really, when you know the the bad boy headlines and the impact that he's making in the community up there in the Gold Coast at the mm. minute, he's doing some fantastic work. And uh, he got really uh, deep and personal and honest. And uh, yeah. yeah, really appreciate him coming on. And we yeah, some fantastic guests. And I cannot wait the the round table. That was called the round table? Yeah, the rugby league round table, Love or as that. I call it, the not so round table, because it's not round. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> the panel no, you know sounds what? unreal. Yeah, the panel sounds. Yeah. And Shane Richardson, he's a former Rabbitoh CEO. Rabbitoh CEO, he, uh, Panthers <coughs> CEO. He's done okay. some time over in England as well. Uh, and currently, uh, f- from recollection, he's part of this uh, Brisbane Firehawks, or I think they maybe been rebranded yeah. Queensland Firehawks. They were the Tigers that they would yeah. turn into that. But yep. he's a, a big advocate for, for them coming in as the 18th team or potentially 19th or 20th. Yeah. Actually, and you interviewed him too. And a lot of people, a lot of feedback to me has been it's one of the better interviews like that you can listen to in footy. Yeah, very intelligent yeah. Um, person. I probably wasn't expecting too much, uh, but he gave us so much gold and 
he can uh, he can talk for Australia as well. He, uh, <laughs> How good he can go? How good? Um, so yeah, subscribe to the Buy Round on all good podcasting services. <coughs> also got Instagram. Go to the Buy Round Instagram. Honestly. Also, what's so good about the buy it's how regular you get the guests. And I know how freaking hard it is to get guests regularly, trust me. So it's really, really cool. And it drops every Sunday night around 6 p.m. Yeah, every Sunday night is the interview show. Uh, we have a, a jam and cheese, uh, myself and yes. Brandon Smith yep. drop. That's uh, normally early in the week, Tuesday morning. Mm. But yeah, we've got a bit of a, a restructure with the Rugby League Roundtable. Yep. Rugby League Not So Roundtable coming in. Uh, but yeah, we do three episodes a week. And, uh, and yeah. so, so you go, it's like going forward, it'll go the interviews on Sunday. And then we'll go to the round table on Tuesday, did you say? That's correct, yep. yeah. yeah. So yep. it'll drop uh, nice and early for the tradies on their, on their way into work to have a bit of a listen yep. to and see what they think of it. But it is fantastic. And we hit the 10 biggest subjects in the game from every angle. Mm. We thought it was important to, to include everybody. And yeah, then there's no biases and it's a great chat. Now let's get into Team of the Week. So Team of the Grand Final. Ooh, this is a hard one. Okay, at number one, we have Edwards. Boy, didn't he deliver last night. He did everything that you would expect Edwards to do and needed to do for his team. And he, you know what I loved about Edwards' performance? He didn't allow the superstar, air quotations, of Reese Walsh to almost tempt him into trying to play like Reese Walsh. Edwards says, no, no, that's not what I bring. I bring just grit and a lot of metres and getting through the tough stuff. So I love that. But we'll get more deeply into it in the um, review. We're going to say something, Ru? So for the review. Okay, just so just the- clearly... You sort of touched on it there, but just the contrast of Dylan Edwards and Reese Walsh's mm. footballers, they could not be more different rugby league, rugby league fullbacks. Mm. And that was on show in every way last night. How good was that to see it unfold? Oh, mate, it was so freaking good. So good. Uh, Arthur's at two. Talk about saving your best ever game for a grand final. He was outstanding. He was outstanding. Uh, Crichton at three. Stags at four. <laughs> Toto at five. Mam at six. Wow. Uh, Cleary, seven. I mean, seriously, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Eight, Leota. Nine, Kenny. Ten, Haas. Eleven, Martin. Twelve, Sorensen. Thirteen, Fisher-Harris. Now, we could have gone Paddy Carrigan. We could have gone Isaiah Yo, But we just saw that Fisher-Harris, Leota, and Haas all played so well that we had to get him into our starting side. At 14, Cogger. Wow, he played good. Holy heckers. Uh, at 15, Flegler. 16, Yo. 17, Palacia. Now, time for Hungriest Player of the Week. This week, there is no code, guys. Apologies, because it's a long weekend, so we can't get the code generated. But it is time for Hungriest Player of the Grand Final. And I tell you what, he must have been starving that first 60 minutes, because that last 20 minutes, he was hungry as shit. It is Nathan Cleary, Hungriest Player. He actually goes back-to-back prelim and grand final apparently you can't play big games i don't know where that come from uh prelim hungriest player grand final hungriest player we'll go deeper in you know, in the review but that's brought to you by menu log guys download the app use it if you haven't next week we'll have the code back but uh support them because they support us and we have been giving you guys codes all year long so make sure to grab a feed on menu log just have a look at your team there obviously your halves pairing did those two potentially have <coughs> The two best twenty-minute periods in grand final history by individuals. It's, it's got to in be the close. same half. It's got to be close because that's like when you look at those. When you look what Mam did individually, if if you just scored one of those tries in a grand final, that would be enough. He did three of them. Well, the first try he scored, I'd put that up <coughs> with Cody Walker, twenty twenty-one, mm. Stacey Jones, two thousand two. That was unbelievable. He scored two in the next seven minutes. Oh, Another it's, one. Too. It's absolutely wild. He's twenty. Yeah, I know. He was like eighteen months ago. He was a highlight reel that we were going. Is he going to be able to make it in the NRL? Yeah. Too early? Like, is it too early? It's he too needs early some time to develop yeah. himself. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, I 
went to the captain's run uh, the day before the game and like just got to speak to the boys and speaking to Ezra and I was like, how are you feeling, mate? You know, you just want to get where the headspace is. He was so relaxed. He was so relaxed. And I was like, you know, you're nervous. You, you know, got a big game. He's like, man, I'm not really like that. I'll go down to Coogee or chill. He said, until I like get out there, that's when I'll fire up. Um, and I, mate, I just said to him, just enjoy it. You're there now. You're just there now. So you may as well enjoy it. And boy, did he enjoy it. Mate, I love the images of him. You know, that photo you had with him, just other like, he had the white T-shirt. He cut the sleeves. Yeah. He, you know, it was all, he had all this swag about him. And I thought, oh, I don't know about it, but Jesus backed it up. Oh, mate, he, he was super calm and just excited. Yeah. And that's like, that's a scary thing with a guy like me. And when he's rolling into a grand final, understanding how big it is, but also excited to the challenge. Um, yeah, so he was he was incredible. How many tries Jack and Ezra Mam scored this season? Oh, Six, 16? No, sorry. Including last night? Including last Including night. Including last night. 19. 18. 18. Yeah. That's 18. a bloody lot of tries for a 5'8". Holy. 18 tries so, for a 5'8". So he finished on 18. The next closest 5'8", Cody Walker had nine. Obviously a handful of extra games for Mam. <clears throat> wow. Doubled the next best 5'8". Cam Munster had eight. That's insane. That is actually From a 20-year-old Doesn't five, it feel eight. like he just plays his role in that side too? Yeah. Like, and like, wait till he begins to get confident in what he can do and starts demanding, you know, to be set up in certain places. To The whole team has to get to a certain point for him to attack. Whereas at the moment, he's more just going, you know, Renault, where do you need me? And then I'll just work my magic. Uh, but we'll get into the review. Let's get straight into it. Obviously, uh, brought to you by Menulog, guys. Download the app today. Grab some food. They've supported us all year long, so make sure to support them uh, when you can. Let's get into it. Panthers win their third straight premiership. We are witnessing greatness. We said this before last week. Enjoy it. How many people wish they could go back to when Joey did what he did? How many people could wish they'd go back to when Kevy did what he did? We are in the midst of watching, watching Cleary do what he did and watching the Panthers team as a whole do what they did. It was an absolutely incredible performance. 97% completion rate. If you ever want, you know, a lot of teams can talk about putting pride into a jersey. A lot of teams can say, we will do this and we will do that. If you wanted to see an action that shows you how much it means to them, just look at that 97% <coughs> completion rate and you can, you can make all the arguments about all the talent they've got, all this, all, you can make all those arguments. But at the end of the day, this Penrith Panthers side has wanted it more than arguably any team in the history of rugby league. I think the way the thing that stands out for me is how they won these three premierships. Look at 2021, that was a huge defensive effort. There was one off the back of Nathan Cleary's kicking game. 2022, they just bashed that Parramatta pack and they moved the ball around a little bit. And then last night, they had to make the greatest comeback in NRL history. Mm. Like, they've just done it in so many different ways. And mate, we said it last week, if it wasn't for Cam Smith, they've won four in a row. That's crazy to think. Like, it's literally, in my opinion, the greatest player we have ever seen was the only thing standing in this guy's way. <laughs> it's insane. Timmy? Yeah, that 97% completion, Kempi, is where I want to talk about because on this podcast, particularly in over the last six to eight weeks, you're sitting there and you've mentioned it a few times and you've sort of said the only team that can compete with the Penrith Panthers at their best is the Brisbane Broncos. And you went on to say time and time again, you know, if they can complete at 80% plus, I think they can blow them away. And I'm, in my head, I'm going, mate, just Broncos bullshit bias. Like, Who is this bloke? <clears throat> last night I was proven right because... Mm. They defended their ass off that first 20 minutes off the back of repeated errors, errors, errors. It was a real poor start from the Broncos. Scored one try off a short dropout, tapping behind the line. Pure luck. 
And then when they got a bit of ball and started completing themselves, Brisbane, they did buy them off the park. But Penrith completing at 97%, they had less strike than the Broncos. They didn't look as good as the Broncos. But they've gone, we're just not going to make a mistake. You will. You'll yeah. let us into this game. And when you do, we'll capitalise. 97% in a grand final. It's unheard of. It is unheard of. Jimmy, what do you think, mate? Look, the... As the as a role as like a, a commentator as a pundit, like you you get carried away in the in the emotions sometimes, but you're not as emotionally invested. I woke up this morning and genuine, genuinely was like, did that just happen? Yeah, yeah. Because it, it it didn't seem real. The game was over. Yeah. Everybody in that state, well, it felt like everybody in that stadium, um, you know, when 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 they've gone to twenty four eight, it was party time. They were already printing the pages, you know, Broncos break the, this record of Panthers, mm. the, the, the back in vogue. Ezra Mam was Clive Churchill. Yeah. Clearly was overrated. <laughs> it, it, was, it, it was done. And then you, you see, they lose Isaiah Yo. Part of that time, they, they lose Sorensen as well. Um, Luai comes off injured. Isaac Tango came off injured as, as well. And it, it looked as if even Penrith had stopped believing. But there was one man that still believed. And if you, if you look back, and when he makes that break and then puts the ball on the inside to Moses Liotta, mm. Moses Liotta scores, what's the difference? So usually Penrith, when they score a try, all the players come from everywhere to mm. celebrate. Moses Liotta puts the ball down and just walks back. There's no one, no one there. Yeah. I think even the Panthers players thought this is a consolation try. Mm. Make it a bit closer. It very. I, I can't ever recall seeing a try score by a Penrith player without anybody coming over the top. Mm. It didn't happen. They'd lost belief. But clearly, it kept, he kept it. He kicks that 40-20. So good. And then you just can't really put into words just the, 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 the change in, in, in the flow of the game and the momentum. It it was it was great watching. It was it had all the ingredients of a of a great grand final. But usually when that happens, it disappoints. Yeah. Well, it yeah. didn't last night. But Brisbane Broncos, it's um, it's the one that got away. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. From the Brisbane perspective, um, I'm incredibly proud. I what I you know one thing I can really admire with those boys is, yes, it was the greatest comeback you know in grand final history. But I think well, I don't know about you boys. Watching it, it wasn't like the Broncos gave up. It was just that the Penrith Panthers just were so clinical that they choked them out. They made that one or two errors, a few offloads maybe they should have done, and then Paddy Carrigan, fatigued as anything, has that one error. Then the, the Panthers just kept, repeats it, repeats it, repeats it. And so that's what I really admire. Even though the Broncos went down, it wasn't due to a lack of like, oh, we're just going to, you know, cue in the rack. You know, whatever we've won this game. It was more a, a you know a mixture of just some errors on top of Cleary, absolutely Cleary, Leota and Fisher Harris. Like when Leota and Fisher Harris came back on, they just just got the game by the scruff of the neck and said, "Nah, we're not going down like this." And that's what like when I was watching the first half, just like how much work all the Brisbane middle forwards had to get through, and I just thought, "Geez, this has got to catch up on them mm. back into this game." But then Ezra exploded, and I went, "Oh." 
maybe this Brisbane site's just different. Like, I, I guess, Jimmy, to ask you, like, have you ever been in games like that where you know you get through so much work in the first half that you know it's going to come back to bite you later? Yeah, well, you're going to you're gonna pay a price. Yeah, mm. you, you start like that and you do so <laughs> much work on your goal line. You, you could see Brisbane struggling to come out their own end for pe- periods in that first half. Lots of forwards with hands on knees. And, yeah, you, you will they, – they hung on in there and then Flegler goes over and we talk about that, that momentum and, and the switch back. But then – I guess we, we got caught up in the in the Brisbane in the Brisbane show and forgot that you know Penrith are a champion team and won't go away yeah. and they're gonna get opportunities. They've mm. got some of the best players in the world, the best, arguably uh, one <clears throat> in line for the greatest of all time in Nathan Cleary. Mm. So you'd be naive to think they won't get some form mm. of opportunity. Mm. And perhaps they, you know, we could break down the the Brisbane performance. But perhaps they paid the biggest price for their poor start. Like they were below fifty percent, forty-four percent in the first twenty minutes. Yeah, like Unbelievable. That, you just don't they play any game of football yeah. like that. If you, if you ever look after the thirty-minute mark, Walters had made twenty-three tackles, Haas had made twenty, Ricky had made twenty, Carrigan had made twenty-one, Capel had made fifteen, Mitch Kenny had made ten, Fisher Harris twelve, Liotta nine, Sorensen yeah. eleven, Yo ten. Just so, choked him out so of it. Get a load of this for just. Putting the numbers together now, so apologies if it's slightly off, but I'm pretty sure it's right. Scoreline with Leota and Fisher-Harris on the field, 26-0 Penrith. Yeah, wow. Just unbelievable. Their ability to just <laughs> wrangle momentum back is incredible. Is remarkable. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and Panthers, like some people go, oh... When you talk about like choking teams out, it's not just a matter of like high completion rate. It's the way they play as well, trusting that eventually open up. If you watched the game last night, the amount of times Cleary would drop back under, drop back under. And as a viewer, you're almost like, why do you just keep dropping back under? Like, go wide, there's space out there. But it's because all they're trying to do is get your middle so tired that eventually they just fall apart. And I mean, and that last try was purely fatigue. Step back off the inside, put it this way. If they're not fatigued, that last try with Cleary, Cleary gets absolutely jammed by Kate Will and Ricky. But what does fatigue do? It makes you make incorrect calls or come off the line a bit slower than you normally would or come in covering when you should just be keeping the space inside. And that's all planned by the Panthers. Like, this isn't just an accident of good players. Like, this is a 17 blokes sticking to a plan. It is nothing short of incredible. And it's inarguable. This Panthers side is one of, if not the greatest rugby league side club side we've ever seen. And if you need any more proof of that, go, on back, go back and watch their game against the Warriors three weeks ago. They forced AFB, Egan, all these guys to make all these tackles in the first half and the arse just fell out the back mm. of them. I actually think, you know, watching last night, it, I think it is a reason why it doesn't translate as well to origin at the moment. It may in the future. You know, in origin, often <coughs> New South Wales will drop under, drop under. But origins, because it's you've got 17 of the best of the best of the best, you're not going to get that. Well, you're going to get fatigue for sure, but not... They're not going to drop so much as a club team will drop. Yeah. But why do you think? Um, why do you think, Jimmy? This Penrith for four years on the trotters, re- repetitious. They turn under, they turn under, they turn under, and they do it. I believe more than any other club in the NRL. It clearly works with a with a ploy to tie out the opposition, to make the forwards move, to make them work. And we saw in the back end of the game they ran out of steam. Why do other clubs not try to replicate that as much as Penrith? Well, other clubs don't have the the same level of players as what the Penrith Panthers do. So I think a key part of that as well is is Isaiah Yeo's ability to to drop his other middle forwards. I think we saw uh, um, Isaiah Yeo skip across, bring Moses Leota underneath 
And did you see him put Pat Carrigan on his backside in yeah. the open exchanges? Yeah. Like, <laughs> wow. That, that, that's an ability of Isaiah Yo. Okay. That's it. That, uh, Cleary does the same. It was, it was pretty evident that um, that's where the Panthers w were trying to do. Uh, but, but they back it up with their completion rate yeah. uh, and the catalog they've got. Not every team has an Isaiah Yo or a Fisher Harris or a Moses Liotta or a Spencer Lenu coming off the bench as well. So it helps to have those players. Um, it, and the, the thing about the Panthers, they, they make it look easy, but it's actually very difficult. And you can see with the, <coughs> with the work ethic and the, and the com commitment to commitment. this plan, yeah. like, that all happens in the preseason. Uh, and, and the hours away, for, uh, the, not the 80 minutes that, that we all get to witness. And That's where they seem to buy into that. And the, the ability to remain motivated because it's bloody hard work mm. and to keep turning up to do it, it's a testament to what Ivan Cleary and this whole team out there at Penrith have, have managed to achieve. And it's that, sorry, mate, just, it's that dual approach, isn't it, of you, you mentioned like when you come to talking on um, bringing blokes under and why it's so successful for them. But you mentioned completions and it's all right, it's all good and well doing that and tiring out the opposition pack. But if you complete it at 70%, you're turning the ball over and you're giving them breathers, well, they'll get their breaks and that doesn't work. But when they're completing it 80% plus every game, mm. well, they don't get a rest. Uh, and also, well, th that's true. But when, you, when you're defending in the middle and you're in that constant grind and, and fatigue starts to set in, the last thing you want to do is have to think. You, you want the one-out hit-up. You, you, you want to take Moses Leota on and manage that tackle for him to just run with, with no support. Mm. The last thing you want is Isaiah Yo, when he's got the, his own run threat, he can skip out and he can come underneath as well. He can drop players off underneath. Um, he can run that uh, traditional shape that a lot of middle forwards have where they've got the, the guy pushing up on the outside and then he can fire it to, his, to, to, to Nathan out the back of that. So if you're defending against that and you're already fatigued and then you've got to start thinking about all these different things and looking for certain cues around trying to predict what Isaiah Yu is going to do, well, it makes it more difficult because you've had to make more tackles. It's just, it's pretty, it sounds pretty simple, but it, but it, but it's so hard to defend against. Mm. I mean, you've just got that, that, that fatigue in the lungs, in the legs, but also the fatigue in your, in your decision-making ability as well. It also completely stops your line speed. Because if you have, if Isaiah has different options, you can't just go, he's my man, I'm going to fucking jam him. And that's why Penrith, when they just get on that roll, it's like, well, why don't they get line speed? And well, they don't get line speed because they have to keep shape in case they get beaten on the edges or in case Isaiah doesn't drop over, he tips or he steps and he goes through the line. Another thing as well with the Panthers' game plan, it seems simple, but all the moving, Pete's uh, all the moving pieces complement each other. For example, the outside backs take all the runs out of their end. The, the forwards don't do anything. And so it's all built towards we're going to have our forwards rested for when they defend and we're going to have your forwards defending constantly at high speeds. Plus, you don't have the same game plan as us because you're going to have to get back and take some hit-ups as well. well. Well, there was a moment in in yesterday's game. I think it was Reynolds went for a 40-20. Taruva gets back, knocks it back in. Mm. Dylan Edwards picks it up and he carries the ball to the 35. So you've gone from what maybe was going to be a 40-20. <laughs> about to go into defence mode again. Oh, no, actually, Dylan Edwards has picked the ball up, made a couple of tackle breaks, yeah. and brought me... So then as a middle forward, not, not even, oh, we've just saved it, I'm going to have to go and get back behind the ball on the 20, but mm. I only have to wait until the 35. Yeah, yeah. 
Edward's got his nose through on every run every last run. night, didn't he? Every he run. Okay, can I ask Jimmy, what's we got you here? Fisher-Harris and Mosley Otter. You know, they've now been to four grand finals in a row. You did a very similar thing, even more grand finals in the, in the early parts of your career. I look at guys like you and you were playing and think, I wish you could play State of Origin. I wish we could see him in that arena because, I mean, it's not fair, but it's the reality of it. It elevates guys in our game over here. These boys can't play Origins similar to you, but... And they have just, what they've done on the biggest stages and the brightest lights, for me, I'm starting to push them into the greatest combinations of front rowers of all time. As a front rower that's been in the arena, where do you have them sitting? Yeah, they're right up there at the top. Um, the battle of the, the middle forwards yesterday um, was one I was really looking forward to. It's, it's a big test. They were they were snubbed for team of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they would have taken that personally, but it's all about the team game of, of winning. And um, a big challenge yesterday against Payne Haas, Flegler, and um, Patrick Carrigan as well, and they stood up to it. And you know the points you make about the the tries conceded when they're on and off the field. That's something that I think um, Ivan Cleary may look at next year in in maybe splitting that up to to one mm-hmm. coming off the bench. I think, especially now Spencer Lanyu's leaving. Like I wouldn't be surprised to see the Panthers go with an approach of okay, well we need at least one of you on mm. on the field at the at the same uh, at all times. So maybe see them split that up. But the the combination, it's so brutal, it's so fierce, it's so violent. Mm. Like they they aim to hurt you. And you see that with the way they approach every single tackle and every single collision. That, Like I say, when Moses Viotta comes underneath and takes on Patrick Carrigan, that was a big statement to early doors. Christ, imagine if Ivan finds a way to keep one of them on the field all the time. Yeah. Oh, mate, they are. Their ability to have a target on their back you know, because it's one thing, you know, let's say you're an outside back that is running the ball and you've got all these highlights. That's one thing. Like, you want, as a forward, you want to take their head off because they're an outside back and they step you. But you'd know more than anyone, the last thing most front rowers at least say before they head out is we aren't going to let them fucking dominate us. We're going to dominate those two forwards. They would have that every game. And yet, I, although I thought the battle was quite even last night, They've never lost. I've never seen them lose the battle in a big game. Well, I, I think they trust themselves. Mm. So, and that goes back to like the point I'm making earlier about all the the works that that's been done in the week. So they trust each other, and then everybody out there, they they trust them, but they trust themselves. They they, they know whoever they go up against. I, I've got I've got it in my arsenal. I've got the capability to take you on, mm. no matter what you throw at me. I, I, I trust myself to get over the top of you yeah. and, and come out the other end victorious, and they do that. Mate, it's un- like, I, I, as what Guru just said, it sucks that they don't get the accolades they do from the general public. Now, they will be now, to a degree, but, like, if they were in origin, like, it would be a different stratosphere. It adds to the folklore, and it sucks that they don't get the... Uh, look, they do get the appreciation. It's called freaking three premierships in a row. That's all they care about. And they'll go and play for New Zealand Yeah, as for well. sure, for uh, sure. Like, and we, we should look to cherish our international game. Mm. And look, it would be, you know, in an alternative universe, you play that, you have them play in origin, and mm. you, you open up the borders for, for, for who can qualify for, for New South Wales and for Queensland, but I think we've got to treat that... Um, make it special and mm. exclusionary in a way yeah. because I, I don't think we can um, trivialise it and, and, and they've got a they're proud Kiwis mm. like, w- w- watch them dominate in, in the up and coming international calendar games mm. as well that's that's something to look out for we've got some great inter- international games coming up and very proud Kiwis and look 
what a fr- what a front row starting pairing f- oh. f- that the Kiwis have. And then Tapanera at thirteen, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just I just wish it's not necessarily for them. I know they would be extremely proud to play for New Zealand or whoever's not playing for Queensland. So I more mean yeah. I wish the public yeah yeah was it, appreciating it, yeah. them. Well, well, it would give them that that elevation mm. 100%. massively, massively, uh, mate. You've got to shoot, but guys, subscribe the buy round. The not-so-round rugby league <laughs> table. <laughs> That's right. Uh, first episode is All Things Media, uh, dropping this Wednesday, and then it'll flick to, to Tuesday. So make sure you tune in. It's a fantastic conversation. Mate, thanks so much for joining us, brother. Appreciate yeah, it. Thanks for having us on uh, what was one of the most memorable grand, grand oh. finals. Uh, it's going to be difficult to top that. Like oh we, my God. You think back to 2015 and you know, the, the emotions after that game. Yeah. I was still a current player, but I was kind of like, wow. Yeah. But now out of the game in a playing capacity, that was... That's that, insane. That, that, that's the beauty of sport. Mm. And, you know, I, I think back to... I, I said this in commentary last night. So Tyson Fury v Deontay Wilder, like literally <laughs> on the canvas. He's knocked out. He gets back up. Yeah. Uh, n- not my favourite two footballing teams, but Liverpool in Istanbul... They come back and they beat AC Milan. Mm. Manchester United, 99. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, extra time. Sorry, not extra time. Um, added time. 1-0 mm. down against Barca. They come back and win it. I, I'm putting this Penrith, Panthers victory in, in that same category as yeah. some of the most unbelievable sporting comebacks the world has ever seen. It yeah. was remarkable. Incredible. Mate, thanks so much for joining us, brother. Pleasure. Thanks Pleasure. for having us Thank on. You. Take it Thank easy. You. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.